It's 2035, and William Jeffertron, the first robot president of the United States of America, incorporating Europe, is in the Oval Office with Vice President Poppy Pops. Vice President, by my calculations, we have discovered only 3% of space. If we factor in black holes, we have discovered minus 6%. This is appalling. What has happened to the American dream, incorporating the European dream? I don't know, President. We must discover more of space. I can't believe we haven't discovered far more of space already. This is dreadful. What are you going to do about it? There's no need to use such bad language, President. I haven't been using bad language. I, oh, have I been beeping? Sorry, part and parcel of being a robot. My beep module must be playing up again. Give me a whack on the shoulder. That should have sorted it. Now... We need a space explorer. We need the best fucking space explorer there is. Mr. President, there's only one man for the job. The man who has discovered more of space than anybody else. His name is Buck Phosphorus. And is he good at discovering space? Is he good at it? He rediscovered the moon. I still can't believe we all just forgot about it. Very well. Get hold of this, Buck Phosphorus, and we will shoot him into space. I've taken the liberty of inviting him in. He's waiting in this portable stasis chamber. Whoa! Well, the commute just flies by when you're frozen in time. Sure beats the evening standard. Or, or thinking. Buck, I'm Vice President Poppy Pops. We need you to go into space and discover it. Stop! You had me at Buck. I'm Vice President Poppy Pops. We need you to go into space and discover it. That is the entire thing that I said. Vice President Poppy Pops, you are a dumbass, and I accept your space offer. The United States of America, incorporating Europe, salute you. Now get together what equipment you need, say goodbye to your family, and report to the Space Center. Goodbye, Buck. And don't call me a dumbass. Okay, dumbass. And so begin the adventures of Buck Phosphorus, Space Botherer. Let's see, space boots, check. Space suit, check. Space cocktail dress, check. Travel Monopoly, space edition, check. Alien Frightener for dastardly aliens, check. Alien seducer for sexy aliens, check. Space washing machine, dryer combo, check. Space tea set, check. Space cuddly toy, space hooray, check. Glow in the dark stars to stick in the wall of my bedroom in the rocket so it feels like I'm in space. Unnecessary. Space horse, check. Space checklist done. Now to see my parents, Mr. Billericke Phosphorus and Miss Mallorca Phosphorus and my little brother Timmy Phosphorus one last time before I go. Goodbye, Buck. Your family is proud of you. Oh, Buck, I'll miss you. Mother, get off me, please. I have space to find. Buck's right, dear. Have a little dignity. He needs his space. And space needs him. <laughs> nice one, Dad. Put it here. I wish you didn't always hit me in the face, Pops. It's hitting you in the face which made you the man you are today. Let me tell you, son, it hurts me as much as it does you. I know, because of my manly jaw. Hey, Buck. Hey, what is it, little brother Timmy? When you come back from space, will you bring me back a present? I'll tell you what, sport. 
How about I go into space and then come back and you just pretend I brought you something back as a present? I guess. Why, Timmy? Buck's giving you the greatest gift there ever was. The gift of imagination. I suppose. So, what are you going to imagine, Timmy? I'm going to imagine a better brother, Asgap. Timmy! You mustn't speak to your brother like that. He's a hero! Yes, I did. Now look me in the eye and tell me you deserved it. I won't. I deserved it, Dad. a boy, Timmy. <laughs> Thank you, Timmy. You know, Dad only smashes chairs on you because he loves you. It's what made me the man I am today. <laughs> You're a real hero, Buck. Darling, sometimes I wish you could educate little Timmy in the ways of the world without always smashing a chair on him. There's only one cheer left. Goodbye, family. I'm off to say goodbye to my sweetheart, Mary Lou. We're going to the fairground. Oh, Buck, you will write, won't you? From the fairground? That's nuts. No, Buck, from space. Oh, from space. Well, it would really mean a lot to your mother, Buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of find writing really boring, and you know, and... Well, look, my message to you will be written in the stars. Oh, Buck, that's wonderful. How are you going to do that? But do you mean literally or metaphorically? Metaphorically. You shouldn't get your mother's hopes up, Buck. No one disappoints us to relax. <laughs> Goodbye, family. I'm out of here. Ow! What was that one for? I can tell you resented the earlier chair. I need to sit down. <laughs> Timmy, go and buy your mother a chair. <laughs> and so we follow our brave adventurer, Buck, to the Laser Fairground 3000. Oh, Buck, this is my favorite place. I love the Laser Fairground 3000, even if it is prematurely named, given that it is only 2035. How you doing, me old Chinas? You want to rest your place with a sit down in this lovely dabbly Ferris wheel? Oh, please, Buck, I do so love the Ferris wheel. Uh, I don't want to. Oh, please, Buck. I don't fancy it. Oh, Buck, please. Nah. Please. Oh, go on it alone. But I don't want to spend a second away from you. Now we can carry on our romantic conversation while you're on the Ferris wheel. Really? Yeah, it'll be fine. There'll be one future dollar for the young lady, sir. If she wants to go on your stupid wheel, she can pay for it herself. I'd change most of my future dollars into space money anyway. There you go. One future dollar. Oh, Buck, this is so exciting. Just step up these apples and into the compartment. It's starting. Oh, Buck, tell me you love me. What? Tell me you love me. What? Tell me you love me! Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, Buck, I'll miss you. Take me with you, Buck. Take me with you to space. No! Why? Well, there isn't room. But it's called space. Space is one of those opposite words, like chili plants or love. Will you write me at least? My message to you will be written in the stars. Oh, Buck, that's wonderful. How on earth will you manage that? Metaphorically! Oh! Look, Louisa May, I need to tell you. In space, I may have to seduce sexy aliens in order to create peace and understanding between our worlds. Oh, what? Don't! Louisa May, I will have to do many things I don't want to do out of duty to my country and my planet. But I will also get to do that. Oh, what? I'm so upset! Your lack of patriotism is making me fancy you a lot less, Louisa May. If you don't buck up your ideas, I'm going to grab the next pretty gal who walks past. But, Buck, it's just because I love you. 
fine, that's it. Well, get your hands off me. What are you doing? Look, Louisa May, I've got a new girl. Stop it, Bud, stop it. I'll stop it when you tell me you're happy for me to sleep with sexy aliens when I'm in space. Okay, then, me and... What's your name, sweetheart? Get off me. Me and get off me are gonna get married unless you say it. Okay, okay. at leaving his sweetheart. Buck Phosphorus makes his way to the rocket launch. Another round of applause for Zachary Teleport and his honky-tonk electronica. And now it's time for the main event. Ladies and gentlemen and Europeans, I give you Buck Phosphorus. Thank you, thank you. I am excellent. This is my space horse. He's a clever space horse and can count. Space horse, count to five. He's also very independently minded. (laughs) President William Jeffertron will now play the national anthem on a kazoo. It seems I cannot play the kazoo, as unlike you puny humans, I cannot breathe. We should never have elected a robot! I will just have to play a surround sound recording of the anthem from my databanks. I apologize for calling you puny humans. Hooray for the robot president! I bloody love robots! Buck Phosphorus, make your country proud. Thanks, Chief. Buck Phosphorus, make your country proud. I will. Make your country proud. I will. Buck Phosphorus. What? Make your country proud. I will, goddammit. Make your country proud. I said I will. Proud, 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 buck, proud, proud, buck, kill, proud, boobs. (laughs) I hate robots. He's malfunctioning. Just hit him on the back. Sorry about that. Hooray! What a great robot! Apologising with dignity! Make us proud, Buck. Now, if you'd like to say a few words. Goodbye, everyone. I'm going into space with my space horse. We will have fun in space, and I will find things out about space, and then I will come back from space. (laughs) That was my full speech. It was a good speech. But Phosphorus will now ride his horse into the rocket whilst waving at the crowds. <laughs> Mr. Phosphorus has been knocked off his horse because the door is not tall enough to accommodate a man on top of a horse. I'm okay, I'm okay. I'll use my lateral thinking to work out how to do this without bumping my head and so impress you all with my intelligence. Mr. Phosphorus is now carrying the horse into the rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Now that they are safely in the rocket, the president will start the countdown. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, four, four. Boom! It's him! Four, four, sorry. What a polite robot! Hooray! Three, two, one, we have left off. They will now follow the raffle and the tea dance. 
All proceeds will be split between timetable research established 3022 and the SBBPFNC, the Society for Buying Book Phosphorus's Family New Chairs. And so begins Buck's exciting journey into space. The rocket, which is to be his new home, is four miles high and half a mile wide. But Buck Phosphorus will live with his horse in a room three cubic meters big. Because all the rest of it is taken up by backup rooms in case the room they are meant to live in fails. Buck secretly hopes the room they're in does fail because one of the backup rooms has a snooker table and a jacuzzi and is far, far bigger. Four. Damn it, computer! Hello, Buck. Count to four. One, two, three, four. Count to two. One, two. Oh my god, computer, you are so much better at counting than Space Horse. (laughs) Stupid Space Horse! Sarcasm mode initiated. Yeah, they've decided to build computers a bit cleverer than horses these days. Sarcasm mode ended. I can never tell if you're being sarcastic or not. Sarcasm mode initiated. Me, sarcastic. Never. Sarcasm mode ended. No, I guess you wouldn't be sarcastic. Incoming message from Earth received. Hello, Buck. This is the President with news of your first mission. About time. Your mission is to land on the moon and then paint the moon. To look like the Earth. Where will I get all the paint? When you get to the moon, you will find a key left under a rock. This will open up the moon hatch. There is paint in there. How will I find the moon hatch? It is made to look like part of the moon. How is there paint in there? The last guys left paint in there. Why? And why do you want me to paint the moon? Hey, what is with all the questions, Buck? I thought you were an astronaut, not an astronaut. Over and out. Yeah, well, um, I thought you were a president, not a, a president dick. The president is no longer on the line. Damn, that was the wittiest thing I've ever said. And only you and Space Horse there to hear it. Give me the president on the space phone. No, 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 give me my parents on the space phone. Calling Mr. and Mrs. Billericke and Mallorca Phosphorus. wonderful to hear from you. Buck, we have far too many chairs now. The charity gave us about 6,020 chairs. They're ugly chairs, Buck. I don't know what to do. I haven't got long. I just wanted to tell you this. The president was just on the phone, and I said to him, yeah, well, I thought you were a president, not a president dick. (laughs) You said that to his face? Yeah, kind of. Oh, my Buck, that's terrible. Okay, gotta go now. Be a spaceman now. Okay, bye. Okay, computer, to the moon! I guess I'll have to paint the moon to look like the Earth. We are now landing on the moon. Doors opening. (laughs) Computer, I hate those retro ringtones. Change the doors opening noise to swoosh. Done. Come on, space horse, let's paint the moon. (laughs) 
The key's been left under a rock, so we just need to hang... Hang on. Are you serious? Moon? The hell many rocks do you need, you greedy, sodding planetoid? <laughs> well, Space Horse, I better... Well, I guess we better get turning. <laughs> rock one. No. <laughs> rock two. No. <laughs> rock three. No. <laughs> rock four. No. <laughs> rock five. No. <laughs> Rock 2007. No. 2008. No. Rock 2009. Nah. -uh. Rock 65,904. Rock 65,905. Rock sixty five thousand nine hundred and six. I don't know what you're doing just standing there, space horse, while I do all the buffing work. Why won't you look under any rocks? You are the laziest arsing horse I've ever seen. I hate you. I hate you. What a dumb and stupid space horse! I wish I'd never bought you, you stupid space horse. If I could do it all over again. What a stupid space horse. What a stupid space horse. <laughs> Rock 800,649. Rock 800,649. I found it! I found the key! No thanks to you, stupid space horse! 800,650! By which time, space horse had such low self-esteem that he was determined to prove that he was smarter than Buck Thort and misunderstood Buck's triumphant cry of 800,650 as an instruction to start counting! finally finished counting to 800,653. Then Buck found the paint and painted the moon to look like the Earth. Computer, I have successfully painted the moon to look like the Earth. You have done a very good job. Incoming message from Earth received. Hello, this is William Jeffertron. Hello? I have successfully painted the moon to look like the Earth. What do you want? That's just it. You need to stop. As you know, I have a particular circuiting problem which leads me to sometimes malfunction and become an evil robot president. Yeah. Luckily, the electorates have so far found it charming, but I fear this time they would not. If people look up at the moon and it looks just like the Earth, they will think they are on the moon looking at the Earth. 
They will be gripped by mass hysteria and riot. What? So you didn't want me to paint the moon to look like the Earth at all? No, I definitely told you to do that, but I was malfunctioning at the time. Oh, my God, you are such a present dick. What did you call me? Nothing. nothing. How dare you? What? Buck had forgotten that nothing was binary for dickwad. Buck explained. Okay, then. Buck, you must unpaint the moon before American nightfall, incorporating European nightfall, or we're heading for disaster. What the hell? You want me to unpaint the whole moon before nightfall? What the hell? What the hell? How am I going to manage this? What's that noise? That is the subterranean life form detector. There appears to be forms of life within the moon. What kind of life forms are they? Human? Animal? I cannot tell. The detection machinery is very imprecise. But I do know one thing. Whatever they are, they're angry. Or happy. Or sleepy. As I said, the machinery is very imprecise. This is two more things than I wanted to do today. Who or what is in the moon? Will Buck be able to unpaint the entire moon before nightfall? How will he even be able to tell when nightfall is being on the moon? Find out the answers to these questions and more, and also more questions, in the next exciting episode of Buck Phosphorus, Space Botherer! (laughs) 